a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. This is the extended version of Inside Sources. We'll be with you all the way till 3 o'clock today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Always good to be with you. And as always, I want to hear what's on your mind today. So shoot us a text on the Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Again, 57500. Weigh in. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What are you seeing? What are you doing out there? Uh, it is the middle of August. I cannot believe that. 15th of August today. And we've been breaking down a lot of uh, what's happening nationally. Uh, we were joined by Jason Perry from the Hinckley Institute. Always love his insight. Uh, we checked out the local races. Uh, we're going to keep our eye on that, uh, gearing towards 3 o'clock when the next tranche of votes are set to be posted. Uh, could really flip things up in terms of that Salt Lake mayor's race. So stay tuned for that here on KSL News Radio. We've also been breaking down the presidential uh, news of the day, Beto O'Rourke and the reboot uh, from El Paso, Texas. I think it was a swing and a miss. Uh, and then you had Governor John Hickenlooper bowing out and uh, changing his mind. Uh, he, he made the statement in Iowa at the Iowa State Fair. He said, if the Senate is so great, how come there's so many people trying to get out of there by running for president? <laughs> Which I think is actually a very interesting, uh, a very interesting observation, uh, and it is true. I I always said that the most frustrated people in the United States Senate were those who had been governors of states and those who have been presidents of businesses. Uh, those those two things will really cause you to experience a great deal of pain and suffering in the United States Senate. If you've been the chief executive of a state or you've been the chief chief executive of a business. Uh, the United States Senate is a tough place to go because it's about policy and you are one of a hundred. And so it's a very different conversation. Uh, we were talking before the break uh, about how hard it is to run for president from the Senate. And so we were we were actually analyzing how these uh, senators running for president were doing at their day job, which is being a senator. Uh, we noted that uh, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker have both missed about 45 percent, almost half of the votes that have been cast in the Senate this year. Bernie Sanders and uh, Kirsten Gillibrand were at 40 percent, Elizabeth Warren at 28, uh, Senator Bennett at 27, and then Amy Klobuchar has only missed 22 percent of the uh, votes in the Senate. Uh, and that leads to the other number, which is, again, the other job of a senator is to engage in policy and putting forth bills and things that can be voted on. And most people... Think about Elizabeth Warren as 
the candidate who has all of the robust policies. I mean, she is the, I got a plan for that. I have a bill for that. I have a piece of legislation for that. But really interesting, Amy Klobuchar uh, has sponsored 69 bills. 69, that's a big number. Uh, comparatively, Elizabeth Warren has only done half that. She's only she's only introduced 33 bills. Senator Bennett, only 17 bills. Uh, let's see, Bernie Sanders uh, has only introduced 18 bills. Uh, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker are both right around 40, 40 and 41 respectively in terms of bills introduced. Uh, and so it sort of tells you how hard it is to uh, to really run for president from the Senate. It is a difficult thing to do. And uh, some of those bills, uh, granted, 69 is a big number. Uh, how many of those are getting votes? And nothing's really getting a vote in the Senate. Uh, but here's the thing that's interesting to me. Uh, the thing that's interesting to me is that the American people keep saying, you know, we want someone who's just interested in policy. We want someone who's going to have our back and do something for us. But here you've got Amy Klobuchar who has introduced 69 bills in the United States Senate, and she is still polling at 1%. She's not getting any traction at all. Uh, so that's a that's a big challenge. All right, I want to shift gears now. Uh, I want to go to, to Hong Kong real quick because I think this is an important topic for us to, uh, to get to. And uh, obviously we've had the protests in Hong Kong. Uh, the president has weighed in. He wants everything to end peacefully and he wants it to be good for Hong Kong and he wants it to be good for China. Uh, so he wants to make sure he's splitting it that way. Uh, really interesting. John Kasich uh, was on CNN today and in response to some of the president's comments and tweets, uh, he said that uh, we we really do as Americans need to make sure we're looking out for those who are pursuing and interested in freedom and liberty uh, in Hong Kong. Here's what he said. Are you kidding me? China engages in human rights violations round the clock. It, it happens in many parts of their country. Hong Kong, which in my opinion, I, I was saddened when I learned many years ago, the British were going to turn this over to China over time. And what's happening now is China's trying to impose their will. And these, Don, think about these people in China. Think about what it must be like. If they get caught, they're going to be thrown in prison. Mm -hmm. And yet they're gathering saying, we want our democracy, we want rights, we want freedom. And the Chinese are, are rumbling about maybe sending troops in. They're doing crackdowns. Think of what it must be like to be a, to be a person who's willing to stand up for freedom against a regime that will do anything to try to stop you. And it's it's remarkable to me. This is the human spirit. All right. That's uh, John Kasich on CNN. I want to pick up one other piece of sound from John Kasich uh, as it relates to this idea of the the protesters. Uh, and remember that this protest all started with a, uh, a bill, a proposal in Hong Kong that would have allowed uh, not only Hong Kong citizens, uh, but even those who were visiting the country to be extradited to mainland China to face the Chinese judicial system. And that's a that's a recipe for disaster. It's a very opaque, very murky, very uncertain uh, process there in mainland China. Uh, and so, again, it, that's where these protests really began. Uh, that uh, proposal has been shelved. It hasn't been terminated, but it has been paused. It's put on hold uh, for further debate later on. Uh, but to me, that's where we've got to look at this idea. And this is what uh, John Kasich had to say in terms of who do we side with and why? 
What the president ought to be doing is he ought to be siding with the protesters, telling the Chinese to back off, telling these, this phony puppet government in Hong Kong to back off. Now, if they would just give them some space, I think it could calm down. But ultimately, China's going to get control. And when they get control, there will be many, many people who will not have the kind of freedom and democracy. And Don, we are the enablers of that. We and our allies around the world have stood for freedom of speech and democracy and human rights. And we, we can't think that it doesn't matter what America does. It matters what we do to freedom-loving people all over the world. All right. Again, that's uh, John Kasich weighing in on on what needs to happen there. And I I do think it's an interesting argument in terms of what do we do. Uh, Many people will remember back in the late 90s when uh, the British turned Hong Kong back over to China. Uh, And it was really interesting. Uh, You know, a lot of those things uh, that were in that document, in that treaty, uh, really prevented this kind of maneuvering from China uh, until at least 2047, I think, was the proper date on that. Uh, so there's a, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of things going on there, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about Hong Kong uh, for some time to come because I, I don't think this is the end of it, and this disrupts a host of things, including the business markets, the international business community, a lot of our strategic alliances uh, are all doing big things in Hong Kong. So uh, this is one we're going to have to uh, continue to watch and monitor. Stay with us here on K- KSL News Radio for that. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, pollster Scott Rasmussen will join us. Some interesting insight from his latest work, uh, public opinion, what's going on, especially as it relates to the area of trust, trust in government. Don't go anywhere. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor, Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.